Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist Podcast. I can't even say the name of my own podcast. Um, today, I'm going to share with you um, a case study from one of my clients Um, and her name is Julie and what I want to do is sort of talk you through what the experience can be like or what what the journey might be like when you uh, sign up to do a program uh, to use nutrition to reduce your endometriosis symptoms. It, It probably brings it a bit to life. Now of course this is very much her experience, her journey, um, and I want before I start talk about what we did, what what sort of changes we made to her diet, and we, you know, we there might have been some some supplements. Uh, I want you to realize that this, that the whole, uh, all the strategies that I discuss in this uh, case study are specific for her. They're personalized, and they may or may not be strategies that work for you. Um, and so please don't sort of listen to it and go and follow them um, yourself because um, they may not work for you and they may not be right for you. Uh, a lot of research goes on for, on my end to work out what the best strategies are. So with that, this sort of disclaimer or warning out of the way, let's look at Julie. So Julie uh, first contacted me um, she'd made an appointment for an endometriosis SOS call. And um, I love when um, clients start there because it, it gives an opportunity to kind of get, for me to get a feel for their experience with endometriosis, how it affects their life, but also what they've already tried, what their experiences have been so far, um, what it is they're looking for, what they're hoping for. Um, and then I can talk about what is possible and um, and I'm usually very honest if I think that there are things that they hope they can achieve that either will take a long time or may not really uh, be achieved so it's a great way to start um, that whole journey and it's nice because um, once she signed up we'd already met and we already had um, uh, I already had some information about her so she didn't have to completely rehash her story again which can be something that happens when you go and see different specialists you keep having to tell them the same story over and over again so I love having an endometriosis SOS call and that's also why um, you cannot sign up for my programs directly um, it's uh, you uh, have an endometriosis SOS call and then I send you the link to sign up um, so she, yeah, so she, in the call, she talked about, uh, she had many, many symptoms. Um, interestingly though, um, there were some symptoms that she talked about during her SOS call that she 
that then, but they, they weren't all the symptoms and it wasn't until she signed up um, and she f completed a, a, an extensive health survey that um, more symptoms <laughs> came up. And in fact, the symptoms that she at that point decided she really wanted to work on were not even um, the symptoms that she mentioned in her endometriosis SOS call. So, and that's normal. Um, once you start to think about uh, what uh, what you want to focus on, but also because I can explain how nutrition can help and what it really can help with, you start to think about uh, other symptoms that you potentially didn't even connect to your endometriosis, that um, those symptoms are still very uh, limiting in terms of what you can do in life, and uh, you start to think about what else you could improve on. Um, so she had many symptoms. Um, ha she had a before had a Mirena implant, uh, but that gave her terrible mood swings. And she actually said that she felt sorry for her husband um, because she was all over the place and it worsened a lot of her symptoms. So she had it removed and was absolutely adamant she didn't want to go back on to any sort of hormonal or birth control treatment. Um, so the main reason, so after that call, she signed up for my uh, program. And the main focus for her was to reduce painful bowel movements, uh, bloating and fatigue. Um, she, um, and then in her first consultation, we talked about um, her, uh, what she had all, what she knew about her endometriosis and she'd had some uh, laparoscopies. She knew she had stage four endometriosis plus endometrioma. So there's the chocolate cysts on the ovaries. Uh, now, she also had kidney stones, uh, which she didn't mention in her SOS call. And I, it's really important that all health concerns um, are sort of brought to the table because when you start to look at nutrition, it, it's, it's, it's a holistic approach. Um, I don't just look at how I can improve your endometriosis with nutrition because if you have other health concerns, you... Th those strategies that are good for your endometriosis may not be good for your other health concerns. Um, plus, if you're going to change your diet, you might as well change it in a way that it also benefits other health concerns, so that it benefits your overall health. Um, so yeah, she so had kidney stones, and as a child, she had recurring ear infections, and we know that that's an indication of dairy intolerance. <clears throat> She said she still had lots of sinus problems, which is also a sign of dairy intolerance. Um, she was mostly vegetarian, but she did eat fish on occasion. Um, and she had also already discovered herself that um, if she ate gluten, um, it made her feel much worse. And if she cut out gluten, she felt much better. But <laughs> when I looked at her diet, she ate gluten in there were she had gluten in almost every meal. Um, so she tried, she tried, but she found it really difficult to sort of identify what contained gluten and how to eat differently. Because it's one thing to say, I don't want to eat something, um, but then what do you eat instead? So she had, her whole diet was very gluten based um, and it was very low in quality protein. Um, now, protein uh, is a really key ingredient, key nutrient. Um, especially that I especially look at when there is fatigue. But protein is also needed to make hormones and, and to make enzymes, um, to keep 
building, uh, maintaining muscle uh, mass. So it's very key, and it helps you also feel full, um, which would come up later in the program. Um, so we definitely looked initially at adding more protein to her diet um, and also to go completely gluten and dairy free. Once she realized that the ear infections when she was a child and the sinus problems that she has now uh, was most likely to be dairy related, um, she found that much easier to make that decision. Um, and we looked at alternatives for breakfast, lunch and dinner um, to, that weren't gluten based. Um, we also made some adjustments to a diet to reduce the risk of a kidney stones coming back. Um, and what wasn't one of a key uh, symptoms she wanted to work on, but to, to balance her moods. Um, we also, I also recommended that she try and eat more fermented foods to add more good gut bacteria. Um, so after that, she went off and for a few weeks, she did her very best to implement all the recommendations I'd given her. Um, and then when I saw her again a few weeks later, she had she had been completely gluten and dairy free. And I think that was such a great uh, accomplishment. Um, it wasn't easy, um, but it really she had really given it her all. Um, and she was slowly starting to, to, to get more comfortable with a gluten and dairy free diet. Um, she, she so she had initially one of her key symptoms was a painful bowel movement and her stool had softened. Um, much more and she and it was no longer painful to go to the toilet she felt that her moods were a little bit better um, and that her sinus problems were disappearing uh, but then when she had a first day of a period she'd had the worst headache she'd ever had she said um, and that so that was a bit of a setback um, but at that point we kept her diet as it was um, just to give it more time to have an effect because when you make a diet change, some symptoms can improve really quickly, but it takes time for your body to to start to heal and to start to you know to to function more effectively. So it's not a quick fix. So I thought it would be good to give her another couple of weeks just to also for her to get comfortable and make her new diet more routine, but also to give that diet time to to do what it needed to do. Um, so during her next appointment, she mentioned that she was constantly hungry. And although initially I recommended, to, you know, I, things to add more protein into her diet because she had to be so focused on gluten and dairy free that had kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, and so we, um, we, we discussed again ways that she could now add more protein into her diet so she wouldn't feel so hungry. Um, she would wake up early in the morning around three or four o'clock and just so hungry. So we, try, we we made sure that what she ate the night before and just during the day as well um, left her um, feeling full for longer. Um, she had seen by that stage a urologist for her kidney stones and that had shown that she only had a small one that wasn't growing. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, so saw her a few more times um, and at the end and, and she was doing really well it's always um, it goes up and down a little bit um, she definitely felt um, she'd had a few times in between where um, uh, she did have some gluten for example uh, 
uh, I remember she talked about going, um, having dinner uh, at a friend's house who had cooked and um, she didn't want to be difficult. So she just ate whatever was, uh, was cooked and it had gluten in it and she definitely felt worse after. Um, and I think that's a really powerful thing to experience and to know that you can, once you're feeling a lot better, and your symptom, the severity of your symptoms has reduced dramatically, then you can actually use the signals your body is giving as as a, a, a warning system, or a, it, it makes you stop and think: What did I eat? What what might have? What might be causing the fact that I'm now bloated again, or um, that going to the toilet was painful, or uh, my moods are going all over the place again? And it will be a lot easier to trace it back to food. Um, so at the end, so at the end of the program, she her bloating was gone completely, um, except for the couple of times that she had some gluten and then she was bloated again. She was happy with her bowel movements; they were painless, they were easy, um, and she definitely uh, f felt that her mood was much more even. Um, her husband was <laughs> happier too uh, about that, and she had had no sinus issues whatsoever. So she was really. Um, very confident and comfortable that that dairy and gluten-free was very important to keep at um, so after the now about nine months after the program I checked in with her again and at that point she'd had endometriosis surgery and found that after that really difficult to get back to her eating regime um, and it can be really difficult if things change um, even if you had a great routine, it's so easy to either slowly slip back into an old eating regime or you kind of, because you're feeling so good, you, you kind of get to a point where you think, I can, you know, I can let go a little because um, I, I might be cured or um, so, but after her surgery, she found it really difficult to get back into. So I, I kind of reminded her, sent her the tips to, and the strategies to, to kind of reset. Um, and I also prescribed uh, some qu a quality probiotic because she'd been in hospital she, she, and she'd had antibiotics um, and she was, uh, yeah, so she felt that she would, her gut issues were, uh, her gut was not well, not happy. Uh, and now she's doing really well. I mean, she did the program um, two years ago um, and she's doing well and feels that she's really in control of her symptoms. Doesn't mean that she's always symptom free, but she knows if they come back, where, where it's coming from. Um, so that's Julie's experience um, with, um, and and sort of the the strategies and the recommendations that I gave her. Now most clients uh, choose to do at the beginning of their program a food intolerance test, and I did talk to Julie about it, but she decided not to because she felt like the the gluten and dairy free gave her so much improvement that she was. And she, and she found it quite difficult to address, to change her diet and she didn't want to uh, change it further. And she was happy with how she felt. Um, so, But most clients do choose to have a food intolerance test, which allows you to find out more food intolerances. And if you remove all those that, as well, then uh, the results can be even uh, better. Um, so if... So some of these symptoms you might go, that's that's me, um, or you may be wondering uh, what this could look like for you, 
for your symptoms, for your what you want to achieve. Um, and if so, um, please book this a free endometriosis SOS call so we can talk about your experiences, your goals, and, and the symptoms that you experience have, how they affect your life, and then I can explain how nutrition can help you. Um, and I can also, I will also tell you if there are symptoms that I think nutrition cannot help you with. Um, but that means that you can decide if, if this is a journey you want to go on. Um, so yeah, that was Julie's story and I hope that was insightful um, and helpful. Um, I have uh, more client case studies and I'll put a link to the uh, my website page where you can read more of my clients um, experiences and what they um, how that worked for them how the program worked for them and you can you'll be able to see that e each one is different um, even if they have similar uh, symptoms how we go about it um, is very very personalized okay that's it for today and I will see you again in a fortnight bye for now <music>